course we do. Every single weekend. Ah, that's for you, Marilyn. So I'm going to have you here with me on this Saturday morning, the first Saturday in uh, January. January 4th, 2020. So happy to have you here with me. Happy New Year. Happy, happy, happy New Year to all my listeners. Could not do this show without you. And again, I'm glad that uh, we're here together in a new year. Hopefully, 52 great ones ahead of us. Lots of guests, that sort of thing. This is show 51. Uh, 50 was the 8 o'clock hour. 51 is the bonus half hour, 9 to 9.30. Glad that you're able to, to hang in there with us. So many things happening in the news. We covered a lot of them. The uh, terrorist removal over there in uh, Baghdad. What was that guy doing in Baghdad? I thought he was an Iranian terrorist guy. What was he doing over there? Sounded like he was getting ready to kill some of our ambassadors, some of our troops. But we took care of that before uh, that could go any further. Of course, a lot of people are wringing their hands, worried about retaliation. Folks, you cannot live in fear. We've been living in fear since the hostage crisis of 19, what, 79, 78? When they went in there, took our hostages at the embassy in Tehran, blindfold, paraded them around for over a year. That'll tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Became a very popular song because of all that that went on. So again, we've been putting up with this for 40-some years. To say you live in fear now, well, I got news for you. It's time to not live in fear. It's time to take control and, uh, you know, you can believe what you want to believe, but don't don't uh, impose it on other people by, uh, by what you're doing there with these proxy warriors, these uh, groups that you fund. Iran has funded over the years. Very, very, very disappointing that it's gone on for as long as it has. But I'll tell you what, it's not going to go on much longer. No, it's not. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the current in the coming year. Uh, with that, of course, North Korea, another one of our uh, folks we've been trying to work with, promised us a Christmas present, never delivered. Maybe, uh, maybe they've been looking around and seeing some of the things that can happen when you uh, when you make those kind of threats. You certainly don't want to take any actions. I was talking about the city council meeting, the Merced City Council meeting, which is on the first and third Mondays of every month. This month it's the 6th, January 6th, and the 20th. Monday the 20th, Martin Luther King Day. You know, that's a that's a holiday. I wonder if that's going to be, you know, it's probably going to be the 21st this month. I apologize. I didn't catch that in the 8 o'clock hour. Anyway, uh, the 6th coming up. Big council meeting starts at 6 o'clock. It's always televised. If you miss it, the old ones are on demand. What's kind of cool about that is if there's a subject you want, you just click on it, and it takes you right to that portion of the tape that uh, discusses it, discusses that particular issue, or issues, if you have more than one. One of the things I didn't get to talk about in the last hour of Citizen Watch, the 8 o'clock hour, uh, it was in the consent... Uh, no, excuse me. It was uh, oh, it's a consent item, not the consent calendar. What do they call the other one? Consent item. This is a consent item. Well, they're going to talk about it. It's a presentation and discussion regarding the railroad quiet zone feasibility study and updated costs for implementation. Now, I was going to print this out, but I just didn't have time running out of 
recording time here. You can't believe how current this is. Anyway, it's a 50-some page report done by uh, RMM Group or RM Group. It was a consultant we hired for, I believe, about 80, 90,000. I think we've uh, shotgunned about 100,000 at this project so far. This was something that was brought up by former Councilman Bawomany, some of the uh, folks downtown, the Downtown Neighborhood Association. I don't know if MMA brought it up and Merced Main Street Association, but I know Councilman Bawomany was one of the people that brought this up. I don't know if he instigated it or not, but definitely carrying the water for it. I don't really see the purpose of it. Uh, the railroad, it's like the when Castle Air, Force, Castle Air Force Base was in town, those B-52s flying over those eight uh, turbine engines uh, coming up to speed. That was pretty noisy. Of course, the trains that go through town now on the two right-of-ways that we have, the Burlington Northern Santa Fe and the Union Pacific or Southern Pacific, I don't know what it's called now, but the BNSF and the SP. Now, the SP's over there where Adam Gray has his offices. The Transpo Center is over there right next to the Branding Iron. Just absolutely beautiful, beautiful facility. One of the few facilities that was fixed up with RDA money before RDA money evaporated. Anyway, that's the UP, the Southern Pacific. And then the Burlington Northern, that's the one that runs, you know, comes into town over there by uh, Long Santa Fe. Coincidentally, over there by Walmart is where the first uh, intersection would be, Quiet Zone, Highway 59, and then coming all the way through town. Uh, eventually going out, uh, oh, gee, where's that recycling place there by the Bradley Overpass? Anyway, out that way. I think it's just the intersections in, in the city limit proper. But uh, the, when this was first brought up by people, they looked at both right-of-ways, both railroad tracks. Because, again, I, I can hear the trains all the way out by the lake, uh, no matter what railroad track they're on. And certain times of night, when it's very quiet and the, the you know air is still, you can hear those things from a long ways away. So I don't know why one right-of-way... Uh, should get more love than the other one over there on the west side of town. I don't think the freeway is a good enough barrier, and it certainly doesn't pre- prevent the noise from coming into town, which was one of the concerns, you know, the business owners and people trying to sleep and this and that. And again, I just don't, I just don't see it. Uh, I've lived next to railroad tracks before, not in Merced, but in uh, lived on Junction Avenue in Livermore. Let me tell you, that was right next to the railroad tracks. The first... Uh, couple of weeks, a little difficult. After that, I never noticed them. They were going into Oakland about every 30 minutes, it seemed like. But, but here's the deal. 54-page report, uh, very, very glossy, You know, a lot of presentations. There will be a PowerPoint Monday night about it. And the bottom line is, uh, I think it's on page 24, they said the, the ideal thing would be to put a sound wall or barrier fence along the entire right-of-way of the railroad right away, and they're specifically talking about BNNSF, the Santa Fe, the the northern set of tracks, if you will, the ones closest to Bear Creek. They say put a sound wall, a barrier fence to prevent the homeless pedestrian traffic from getting onto the tracks. And as you know, we lost a young student not that long ago over at Hoover last uh, school year. Uh, I believe he's wearing the Walkmans. Didn't hear the, the you know headphones. Didn't hear the 
train coming up behind him. Very, very unfortunate. Very sad. Of course, I went to Hoover. There was no barrier, no fence. You just knew better than to, uh, well, you always watched out for the trains. We, are, we were always on the tracks. Whether it be to go to the store, to go home, to go visit somebody. They had those two uh, undercrossing, those pedestrian tunnels. Those were nothing but bad news. Nothing ever good happened in those. I don't know if they're still there. Kind of an undercross. They weren't uh, ADA, weren't handicapped to uh, compliant. And, of course, that was uh, to deal with the pedestrian traffic that went along the railroad tracks during school. OLM, Our Lady of Mercy, same thing. They had a pedestrian tube. I called them over there to go under the tracks. But, again, their recommendation, this consultant that we paid a lot of money to, and I, I agree with this part of it, is fence that sucker off. I mean, you go to Southern California, any kind of urban area, you can't get close to railroad right-of-ways, even though they mostly go through business districts. The parts that are exposed, not at intersections, are fenced in between properties, right-of-ways, those type of things. Obviously, intersections, you can uh, walk in to the right-of-way, but less inclination to do so. But all along the, the uh, private property frontages, I agree, the, uh, a fence. Now, a sound barrier, sound wall, I'm sure the residents would love that. And again, that would do a lot for noise, even if the whistles were blown and just the sound of hundreds of tons of metal, you know, rolling along at whatever, 60, 70, 20 miles an hour, it makes noise. Wheels aren't always round. And again, you hear these trains coming through. So a sound wall would be nice, but a barrier fence again a barrier and sound wall two different things a barrier fence i think is the minimum that should be done you saw that over at the uh, union pacific right-of-way where highway 59 the off-ramp to business uh, 99 comes in over there on the uh, east west side of town as you go out on the freeway where all the transients panhandle there that horrible horrible intersection over there by bear creek that's all been fenced off to keep the transients from camping along uh, the right-of-way of the tracks, Bear Creek. It's kind of an interesting little area over there. A lot of tracks come in at different angles. They've just fenced the whole thing off. It still hasn't prevented folks from setting up camp, but it is a, it is a bit of a barrier. Now, later on in the report, oh, and again, this is eight crossings they're talking about on the BNSF. And again, why no love for the UP? I won't. I don't know. Have to ask the city council. To me, that's kind of, you know, why, why don't, you know, we talk about uh, love all over town. I don't know why one railroad right away would be any different than the other. But anyway, eight crossings at the BNSF, Burlington Northern Santa Fe. 175000 to 400000 per intersection. Now, this is a rough estimate. And again, when you see a half a million dollar estimate consist of eight lines of, on an estimate form, it leads you to wonder if it's one complete, concise, and inclusive. And I would question that. I don't know if it takes into account the cost of construction here in the Golden State, where a construction worker you got to give them a you know it, it's a lot of money, prevailing wage, cost of materials, the right type of materials. Of course, whenever you deal. With a railroad right-of-way, let me tell you, that's a different world for a contractor. You have to have different insurances, uh, different kinds of things, because those uh, a lot of federal uh, jurisdictions come into play, transportation, those sorts of things. I know that the folks building the 
Campus Parkway overcrossing there over the BNSF just outside of town going to Yosemite along Highway 140. They were faced with a serious deadline to get that done and over the tracks by a certain time or they would have to wait months until they could resume work. So the railroad, they are the big dog in town and they... uh, they take precedence over a lot of things. And I know the city's tried to work with the railroad and kind of been stonewalled. I think from a safety standpoint, the barrier fence uh, would be something that the railroad would work with us on because their liability is great too. I can only imagine uh, what the lawyers are doing with that uh, young child that was uh, unfortunately struck at by Hoover last year. Those things are just not forgotten by these lawyers. The uh, liability, believe me, will be will be found. But uh, 175,000 to 400,000—that's a pretty big spread. That's a, what almost double. 175, 175 is what 350. So, you know, it's pretty uh, pretty wide estimate. Now let's take. Oh boy, this is going to be big. 400,000 times eight. Well, let's just round it up to 500,000. Let's say they were off half a million. So if you have eight half millions, that's $4 million any way you cut it. So where are we going to get, where are we going to get $4 million bucks so you don't hear train horns in Merced? Now, I don't think this is the number one issue facing the citizens in the city of Merced, personally. I think there are much bigger issues we could spend our money on. I talked about them last week, Laura's Fountain, which read in this week's Merced County Times, Councilman Serrato uh, had suggested forming a task force. I agree. I think it would be great to have a way to pay for uh, those improvements at Laura's Fountain. Uh, a new uh, foundation is needed. There's lighting, there's electrical, probably plumbing. Ties in with the Rose Garden there. Four million bucks, man! I bet I bet one intersection, four hundred thousand. You could probably take care of Laura's Fountain, and then of course there's other areas of the city that you know there's just not the funds available. And we talked about the marijuana revenue, using monies for those things. But where are you going to find four million dollars to do these at grade improvements besides the barrier fence? Which uh, they really haven't given a price on. That's not part of the one hundred seventy-five to four hundred thousand dollars per intersection. What they're talking about for that money is putting basically a raised median. The idea is when the crossing arms come down, you cannot go across uh, into the other lane and bypass the crossing arm because, as you know, it kind of faces oncoming traffic. Whereas if traffic was going the right way, they wouldn't see that crossing arm. So the way they get around that is to put a raised concrete median, you know, a big piece of concrete about a foot high in the middle of the street between the travel lanes, the opposite travel lanes, so a car can't cut across if it's waiting in line and get across there. The problem with that is, depending if you have businesses with driveways, like the post office comes to mind over there on M Street, as soon as you get across the tracks, a lot of people are, you know, queuing up in the left-hand turn lane as they go southbound to turn into the post office. And so that would kind of create a problem where it's a little tight on some of those uh, existing approaches to the railroad track. So again, 
Uh, it could be done uh, for $400,000 a copy. I don't know what that would do to the existing circulation, that sort of thing. And again, what's the end goal of this? If the end goal is for safety, pedestrian safety, which I am totally for, then we really need to be fencing off the right-of-ways separate from the private property fences. If the goal is to not have the trains blow their horn or you can't hear them, I say either move or uh, get some earplugs because we can't afford this. How, how are we going to be able to afford And that doesn't really solve the problem because you still have the noise incursion intrusion, whatever you want, the noise coming from the uh, Southern Pacific right away. Now, I have heard the reason for not looking at the uh, Southern uh, right-of-way, the Southern Pacific right-of-way, the UP, Union Pacific, whatever you want to call it, the Transpo Center track right-of-way over there is because eventually Caltrain is going to be coming to town. And uh, HSR is going to be coming up from the south, from Madeira. Yeah, right. Someday, so they say. And they will pay for the improvements in the quiet zones or the barricades or the partitioning along these right-of-ways. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know when that's going to happen. I know that ACE train is probably more of a reality than HSR. They now want to take the money from HSR and put that into electrification of the peninsula, some other things down south transportation, public transportation projects, get away from HSR, just use regular diesel rolling stock. So I think we're going to be uh, looking at some of the similar locomotion that we have currently for many, many years to come. It's going to be noisy. It's going to be loud. It's going to be dirty. And uh, I, th I think that the liability that these railroads have, uh, they have to blow the horn I know they would love to have the right-of-way fenced off. I think that would be a good compromise. Possibly the city could work uh, with the railroad, you know, in regards in regards to that. Uh, you know, maybe splitting the cost of fencing, something like that. Again, that benefits both people. The quiet zones, that does not benefit the railroad. They have a tremendous liability. All the onus would be on the city to make sure there is no liability. There's no way people can get onto those tracks. And again, you'd still have the uh, Southern Pacific tracks making noise until Ace Trade comes, even at the best, uh, the best arguments. So again, that's going to be at the city council meeting. That was kind of the last thing. I know I kind of went on a lot about this. People that are bored about quiet zones tuned out 20 minutes ago. But this is something that we've been uh, rolling around for a long, long time. And I hope we can put it to bed. They're going to uh, provide the recommendation. City Council, provide direction on the next steps. Let's put it on a shelf. I remember Josh Pedrozo, Councilman Pedrozo, said this is just going to be a study that's going to end up on a binder on a shelf collecting dust. And if that wasn't prolific, I don't know what was, but I guess we'll see what happens after, uh, after the meeting on Monday night. People might have got this little letter in the mail, December 5th, from the city of Merced, the city of Mercy, has the uh, beautiful logo of the Merced Theater on it, which candidate Aguilera had to remove from his campaign signs. You can't, you can't misuse the city logo, man. I, I've been a big, uh, a big uh, defender of the 
city seal, but the city logo is just as important. Anyway, the city of Merced sent out a letter, said in 2006, addressed to me. Can you believe it? Sure, it was addressed to everybody. It said in 2006, Merced voters approved Measure C, half cent local funding measure, which has maintained our police, fire, and street repair services. Thanks to Measure C, the city has funded 31 additional police personnel and firefighters and constructed and maintained city. Uh, street citywide, among other projects, over the last 10 years, the state has taken millions of dollars in locally controlled funding from Merced. Surveys have shown that 62% of Merced residents feel that crime in general has increased. I bet it's bigger than that. Measure C provides an independent source of locally controlled revenue to fund vital public safety services. Sacramento cannot take away Measure C funds. As we maintain our responsible management of Measure C dollars, we want to continue seeking the community's input to identify ongoing priorities and needs. The city is committed to reflecting your priorities so our safety and local quality of life is maintained and enhanced. Well, I hope so. I hope that's a priority of city government, public safety, and fostering uh, private enterprise. Please join the conversation today and share what is important to you by completing the enclosed community survey or take it online at, and, and who puts this? Take it online. I'm going to read it. HTTPS semicolon forward slash forward slash bit dot L-Y forward slash two lowercase S-C-Z-Q-V, and I think that's a G, who the heck is going to put this? You know, you guys at the city, I don't know how much. This was 50 cents to mail this to me. Now, if they mailed it to every citizen in the city, that's got to be a lot of lot of stamps. Thank you in advance for your feedback. And as always, your continued support of our city. We will continue to provide the steady leadership and great services you need. Steady leadership. I love that. As opposed to that unsteady leadership. Anyway, the point being is... Uh, it's just unbelievable to me that uh, we can send out a survey with a horrible, horrible website. HTTPS. Who the? What about just uh, you know go to the city of Merced? Because here on the form, your Measure C's dollars work. They give you like what, they want ten questions, and they want you to answer the top three, and then they give you a space, other city services and priorities that are important to me. Any comments? You can give them contact information, and at the bottom it says for more information. Please visit our website at www.cityofmerced.org forward slash measure C. Now, why couldn't they have put that on this other form and said, hey, why don't you just, you know, send that in and, uh, or, you know, go to this website and there's the, uh, there's the questionnaire. So they want to know, you know, protecting and maintaining 9-11. Is that important to you? Addressing homelessness, responding quickly to neighborhood fires. Yeah, that'd be a priority. Preventing gang activity. Yeah. Maintaining fire protection. Mm-hmm. Maintaining neighborhood-based policing, improving safety at our schools and parks, making parks, restrooms cleaner and safe, safer, protecting and maintaining the 9-11 response times. Yeah, that would be good. So anyway, kind of an interesting little survey. I encourage people to uh, fill it out, maybe drop it off at the city. I wouldn't spend 50 cents on a stamp on this thing. Fill it out online, maybe. Signed by Chief Goodwin. He's not here. Billy Alcorn. He's still here. Steve Kerrigan. Hopefully he'll still be here after his performance review. And Ken Elwin, holding down the fort at Public Works. So again, if you got that letter, hopefully you opened it, read it, saw what it said. Maybe you'll make a decision to fill it out. But again, they're, they're going to have to have a Measure C issue on the ballot here any day. So 
better get better get with it. All right. Well, we're out of time. First uh, segment of Citizen Watch in the new year. So happy that you were here with me. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. We'll see you next week.